she was too weak to get out of bed one morning, did they know she was ill? The priest said it was pneumonia. He closed her eyes and gave her absolution, and then complained bitterly because they had no money to pay him, only a loaf of bread and a tiny bit of bacon, their last. That was a hard winter, the hardest he remembered in the old country. There was never enough to eat, no matter what they did or how hard they worked. The last of the potatoes went, and then there was nothing but the scrapings from the flour bin and whatever they could glean from the hedges. Then one day Con, his elder brother, had come back with a chicken. It wasn't much of a chicken, all skin and bones. But Jack was worried anyway. I found it wandering loose in the lane, Con kept saying. And then, for God's sake, Mary, make some soup out of it and feed those children. I can't stand looking at their staring eyes day after day. They'd all had something off that wretched bird. Never did a chicken go so far among so many. But Jack had been right to be afraid. It had been stolen, all right. Con had gone to a farm a long way off and taken the oldest and scrawniest bird, hoping no one would miss it but two days later they came and took Con away and put him in prison, and then they hanged him. That was when Jack decided they had better emigrate. He and Mary and the three children packed all they had into two bundles and walked all the way to Dundalk. There they sold the only thing they had of value, a gold chain given Mary by her grandmother, and bought a passage to Liverpool. It was the autumn of 1818. The factories were on full-time working, and they'd all managed to get work, all five of them. They found a room to live in, shared with an old couple, but a blanket hung across the middle, divided off their half, and they were eating every day. The work was hard, especially on the little ones, but at least they were indoors in the warm through the winter. But then in the spring came the slump, and one by one they were laid off. No work to be had anywhere. No wages, no food. Someone said there was more chance of something in Manchester. So they packed their bundles and walked there. But it was no better. They got a day here and a day there, not enough to keep them from starvation. First, their youngest died, little Bridget, just five. She'd eaten something, they never found out what, some filth or other, maybe just a sod of earth to keep the pangs of hunger away. But whatever it was, it poisoned her. She writhed in agony for hours, but they couldn't save her. It was the worst time. To watch your children starving to death and not be able to do anything to save them is enough to break any man. The children's bones stuck out as though they might break through their skin, and they huddled together in silence too listless even to cry, only their eyes moving, looking up in automatic hope when Jack came in from his fruitless searches for work. In the end, they didn't even look up. It was hard to know when they died. It made so little difference to them. The next year things got better and there were jobs again, for Mary, but not for Jack. They didn't want men in the factories, only women and children. So Mary went to work, 
and he lay all day on the bundle of rags they called a bed in the dark, stinking cellar room they called a home, and waited for her to come back. There was nothing else to do. When she did get back every night, she was so tired after fourteen hours standing at the Jenny that she was no use to him or herself. He talked sometimes about maybe going back home. If they were going to be miserable, he said, they might as well be miserable in their own country. But she was too weary to care. She said that standing all day gave her pains in her back. One morning, when she tried to get up to go to work, she gave a terrible cry and fell back down. A savage pain in her belly, she said. She lay hunched up all day, crying and moaning and sweating with pain. By noon, she had a fever, too. And by evening, she was delirious. In desperation, Jack went up to the street and hammered on the door.